Well, this young lady would soon learn there was little time or place for rayon stockings on the farm. Already he could not like her. She'd be all over the house with her blessed stockings, hanging them up in the bathroom to dry if he wasn't careful. He could see it all. Total invasion. And what's your name? he asked. Stella. Stella. Christ. He might have known she'd have a fancy name. He determined not to ask the others. The names would come to him in time. If he gave them time, that was. He adjusted the mirror, glanced at the passengers in the back seat. Two blurred little faces, spotted and clouded by the imperfections of the glass. One of them had a long pale fringe that covered most of her strange-looking cat's eyes, greenish as far as Mr. Lawrence could tell. She wore more lipstick than Clara Bow. Obviously saw herself as a film star. He'd enjoy seeing her scrape the shit off a cow's backside, he would. The thought made him smile. The other one struck him as more schoolmistressy. Prim. Dark bobbed hair. Pale skin. Nothing on her lips. What a trio, he thought. With them in the house... Still, he'd give them a chance. He was a fair man. He could be wrong. Just half a mile to go now, he said. He felt a general shifting in the car. This is where my land starts, on the left. You'll be working the fields up here. A turning of heads. A swing of blonde curls reflected in the freckled mirror. Curious widening of green eyes. He wondered how they saw his neatly trimmed hedges. A master hedger himself, they would never believe how many man-hours the job took him, and what satisfaction it gave him. He wondered how they saw his nicely harvested fields, the yellowing woods on the rising distant land. Did it seem wild to them? Alarming? Faith had said none of them was a country girl. Somewhere as remote as Hallow's farm would seem very strange. He swung the huge steering wheel. The Wolseley lurched through an open gate, throwing the dark girl up against the fair one. Slight nervous giggles. Apologies. He slowed down through the farmyard, came to a halt near the house. When he'd switched off the engine, he returned his hands to the steering wheel. It crossed his mind that he should attempt to smile and say, Well, here we are, girls, in a voice of welcome. But he decided against it. He was not a man accustomed to stating the obvious, and lack of histrionic talent meant he could not disguise the foreboding he felt. On the other hand, he had no wish to be unfriendly, and the girls must be puzzled by his long silence. This is it, he said at last. I'll hand you over to my wife, Faith. God, how he longed to hand them over. The girls clambered out of the car. Mr. Lawrence saw them scanning the ground, each one silently planning her route through seams of mud that had spilt through the frost. While he unloaded their cases from the boot, he watched them skitter from patch to patch of hard, silvered gravel, protecting their fine little shoes from the spewing mud. The tallest one, the dark one, seemed to be the most skilful on her feet. The pink skirt was hesitant, delicate. The film star teetered and giggled and almost fell. They looked like an unrehearsed chorus line, Mr. Lawrence thought. Bright banners of colour, pink, green, pale blue, so odd against the dour stone facade of the house, they reminded him of flowers. One of Faith's neurotic birds came squawking round the corner. Look! Have you ever seen such a small chicken? 
squealed the film star in a broad northern accent. The tall dark girl bent down over the bird as if to stroke its frantic head. I think you'll find it's a bantam, she said. Faith appeared in the doorway of the porch. Her eyes met her husband's, then sped from pink to green to blue. Uncritical. I'm so glad you're here, she said. You must be ravenous and tired. Come in, come in. Mr. Lawrence watched the coloured banners march through the dark doorway to begin their invasion. The girls followed Mrs. Lawrence into the kitchen. Prue was last in the line, silently smarting at the snub by the snooty dark girl. How was she supposed to know a bloody bantam from a hen? There had been no instruction on the subject of poultry at the training course, and the only birds she saw in Manchester were hanging upside down and naked at the butcher's. The kitchen was large, dim, steamy.